Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan. This week we discuss friend of the podcast, Richard E. Grant, and his future enemy. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. That's right, it's Danny V coming to you live on a Friday night to talk about the most low-key show around. That's right, I'm referring to Loki. Just kidding, this episode is not Loki. Alright. But what are we going to do about this episode? What What's going on? What are we doing? From this point on, we will discuss the latest episode of Loki and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers, but we'll gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any leaks, and if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. This said, this is a Danny warning. I have seen Black Widow. Dun dun dun. I will not spoil it. Dun dun dun. But if I do accidentally, I will apologize profusely. Thanks. <laughs> and also, Tyler will go to DC. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we well. We should uh, we should tell our listeners that we will have a Black Widow. Just a reminder, oh, yeah. we'll have a Black Widow episode coming out soon as well. Uh, Tyler's got to go go see it. Fake the fan, and then <laughs> just kidding. And then, I'm kidding. I had no idea what you said. I just called you a but, fake fan. And then, oh, <laughs> all right. So Loki episode five, Empire Journey into back. Mystery. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Journey um, into Mystery. So, you got it's me. Journey into Mystery. Uh, before we give our general thoughts, I wanted to expand on the title of this week's episode and note that it is a direct reference to the Loki character's first appearance in Marvel Comics in 1952. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Talk about Journey, Journey into Mystery, Mystery is when Loki made his entry into the Marvel Comics. And here we go. Uh, so my general thoughts... We didn't get Battle World just yet, but I mean, wow, what an episode full of Easter eggs. Um, talk about a walk through this new world. Uh, really just threw, really just threw us in and took us through it. Um, the opening sequence of this episode is arguably, for me, one of the best we've got across all MCU properties. Uh, the cinematography was great. The music was on point, and the pacing provided a daunting and sinister mood right from the start. Um, the acting was mostly superb. I thought Kid Loki was a little too static, but all around this episode, you hate children. Impress me. Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it did something. Uh, this episode did something its predecessors lacked, being uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but it, it, it did exactly what the runner up. Is it that it wasn't an exposition right. episode? <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it did exactly what the runner-up to the season finale should do, which is keep me hooked and wanting more. Now, my thought is, Richard E. Grant, you can have your Emmy. Uh, your why is Emmy. Yeah, your why is Emmy. This is a fun episode yeah. with many good moments. And it furthered the, I have an air quotes themes of the show. Because the reason I want to say this, is where we're all digress, is that there's a lot of talk about the show being about identity and self-actualization, and figuring out who you are. And 
You know what? I think if we are to grade it on its themes, I don't think it's doing a good job. But my other thing there is that I had said before, I think the only Marvel sh- movies with good themes are Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok. And I still, en- oh, and Guardians 2. But I still enjoy most of them. So it's okay if I don't think this has themes, right? It's not a flaw I, of the show. I'm not expecting it yeah. to be great. Um, like, I think WandaVision is the only one that's had a very clear, concise theme that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this was executed well. Um, so far, at least. Um, but anyway, I was happy to see that people weren't dead. And I was even happy to see well-paced character scenes mixed in with the action. All right. So we, what about like, the theme of incest is okay as long as it's a copy of yourself? I mean, isn't that masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> you let me in that one. <laughs> so you think the theme of Loki is masturbation is okay? All right, Tyler. No, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and dig in to the episode. Um, <laughs> What an opening sequence. Uh, the cinematography of this episode has me even more excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I have to ask what um, you mean by opening sequence, because I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm you talking about I didn't notice we, you mentioned it during your, uh, your general thoughts. During my general thoughts, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the... Oh, yeah, that is, that is true. Um, I'm talking about when we first open into the void, and we're going... We go through the void, and then also when, uh, but I'm, no, I'm thinking specifically of the moment where we are in the TVA, and it's focusing on that door. We're, like, in the timekeeper's throne room, and then it goes into um, a room at the TVA, and the camera does some really cool, like, twisting and hmm. and stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, uh, well, I am nice. I, I think this is interesting you think this because I completely disagree with you. <laughs> but I also, like, I'm not, I'm like, that's an interesting viewpoint, you know? Like, I'm glad you liked it. To me, I thought this opening sequence literally exists because they had a mid-credits scene last week that is the more obvious cold open to this episode. Um, and they ha- reason they had that whole sequence was to be like, all right, here's what you saw last. Because, again, I think this show is more designed than the other two to be standalone episodes. And in this case, this is an episode mm-hmm. that's taking off right off the previous one. So if we didn't have the previously on, we need to have the opening of the episode recap it too. So that's what I took gotcha. from the opening, that it was like their way of doing a recap. I think, though, better way to open this would just be put that mid credit scene at the beginning and then just jump right in. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry, Tyler. Sorry to disappoint. It's all good. You can, I mean, you can fire me. We yeah go to DC. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I lost my place in the document. Oh, okay. What? So how moving? We really went We just started. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I I like the uh, inclusion of Sony and Fox property references albeit sneaky, and this is just total, my total interpretation, but way to go. Uh, we got a big cloud. Oh, no, it's Galactus. I immediately, I said that and started laughing when I saw it pop up um, at, the, at the beginning of the episode, and I was like, really? We have another, we have another big bad cloud 
bad guy. Like, haven't we done? We've done this trope long enough. But uh, I'm really glad we got the MCU cloud villain out of the way. So hopefully we won't have to revisit that concept. So I, it reminded me of something else. You know, yeah, definitely reminded me of uh, Galactus. Now you say yeah, Galactus and the Fantastic Four movie. Which you know what I was thinking about with Rise of Silver yeah. Surfer. You know, I'm sure we'll cover it on this podcast someday. Maybe not. Honestly, maybe not. <laughs> but if we do, it is like it's rated PG, which is super interesting to me always. So it's like, hmm, okay. Um, which is because you know nowadays superhero movies are already PG. Maybe even back then superhero movies were already, never rated PG, at least live action ones. But it reminded me of uh, our favorite movie on this podcast yeah. that we always talk about, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, um, where the big bad of the movie. They marketed as like being this cool uh, other princess person, but it's actually just a cloud that turns people into stone. Very lame. Also, I decided to do a little research on my own. What? What are you talking about, Danny? Why would you do this? <gasps> Wait. We forgot to do something that I'm going to put in our to-do list right now, okay? You ready for this? I'm putting it as the next thing we're going to talk about once we're done with this. But it's called... I looked up what the thing was also called, which is Alioth, which is a thing that actually exists in the comics. Okay. I'm glad that one of us reads the comics. No, I'm kidding. Neither of us read the comics. <laughs> but now, can I read to you right now what Alioth mm-hmm. is most affiliated with in the comics? Alioth is. I've read a comic. Three strings of time. He a well. Hold on. Never mind, it's going to be something left. This doesn't help me as much. It says he's more powerful than sure. Kang. That's the first thing that's listed. But he is generally affiliated with Kang. Thus, my theory remains of Kang. What if um, Loki is in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp? And so Loki if he's more powerful than Kang... Well, no, well, okay, okay. I'm being actually somewhat serious. All that Ant-Man has to do is just get Loki... And be like, hey, defeat this guy. I mean, what, what if Loki is Kang? What? Right? That's no, an option, right? What if so, Jonathan Majors Kang is what? It's a true. variant of Loki? <laughs> Everyone in the MCU could be a variant of Loki. It's a possibility. Heck, Black Widow, spoiler alert. I actually, mean, moving on. It's revealed halfway uh, so through that the is... Natasha that died is uh, Loki. <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, I know. No, that is a good, that's a good one. I was glaring it's, at me, and I don't, I think he needs to realize that this would not be an actual plot point in Black Widow. <laughs> okay, we'll get it in December. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, okay, so Mobius driving a pizza delivery car that immediately invoked the image of Tobey Maguire saying, pizza time. Where's my Toby cameo? Why could we have Toby? We could have totally had Toby riding through New York traffic in the void. There's, we already yes. had New York, so maybe he's he's like delivering pizza to the Marauders. 
Well, this reminded me of the Pizza Planet truck. And you know what the Pizza Planet truck reminds me of? Toy Story. Chris Evans. Well, not Buzz only Lightyear. Toys, Pixar. Buzz Lightyear. He uh, he's playing the man, not the toy. He's playing a man. <laughs> by the way, by the way, funny story. I uh, so one day I was at a family gathering and I just I walked in and I said, "Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear," and I started to walk away and the whole table got mad at me and they were like, "No, Why? he's not." They were like, no, he's not. It's uh, it's Tom Hanks. It, or not Tom Hanks. Tim yeah, Allen. It's Tim it's, Allen. It's, it's Tom Tim Allen. Is, uh, Woody. Right, is Woody, yeah. They said, it's Tim Allen. I was like, no, Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear. And then they were like, no, Tim he's Allen not. Is, they were like, just like Tim Allen me. is just the toy. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's, I said, no, you don't understand. Chris Evans in 2022 will be Buzz Lightyear. And I had to show them the IMDb page, which literally <laughs> has Chris Evans as the only person in that movie so far. So well, my hope my hope for the Buzz Lightyear movie that I keep saying to people is I want them to fully commit to the bet of him playing the man, not the toy. And they need to get Tim Allen on board to just do the toy line. So like you click the buttons and it's just Tim Allen doing the lines from the movie that mm-hmm. Chris Evans says in the movie. <laughs> they have to fully <laughs> commit to this bit. Uh, but it gets back to my point. Uh, the Pizza Planet truck is it got me thinking of this meme I saw, which is very true, is imagine if instead of Mobius being in the Pizza Planet truck, he found a variant of himself that had survived in the void for a while. I'm of course referring to a live action version of Lightning McQueen who did not get into that fatal crash in Cars 3 <laughs> and broke the sacred timeline of the Cars universe. <laughs> uh, that that would have been... Yeah. Yeah, if we had been Lightning like, McQueen pull like, up. And Lightning McQueen would be like, oh, wow. Your voice like is pretty in trouble. familiar. <laughs> yeah. And Mobius is like, who, why are you so devilishly handsome for a car? <laughs> and Lightning McQueen would be like, Get inside of me! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this is a good point to move on to our next point. Uh, the Void is the landfill of the MCU timeline. Or at least... It's like Toy it's Story the 3! <laughs> <laughs> it's the land... The Void... The Void is the setting of Toy Story 3. So where's Chris Evans Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> Throw him in the Void! <laughs> so uh so yeah it's the oh god we've gotta make sure this doesn't turn into a three-hour thing uh, we're so slap happy already um uh, so yeah the, basically what i was saying is the void is like the landfill for the tva so what i'm thinking of and the only reason we didn't see this is because of right distribution but why was the why was the void not filled with dvd copies of the incredible hulk you just you just remind me i want the post credit scene to be of this the show i want the post credit scene to be loki kang or whoever the bad guy is talking to his two variants that are his right hand men and be like i need you guys to stop loki next season and the camera pans over and it's edward norton and terrence howard <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think. Well, we, okay, I don't think Edward Norton would ever be down for that. But Terrence Howard would be like, "Yeah, I'll take the paycheck." Can we get? <laughs> can we get Tom Cruise as like an Iron Man? 
Can we get John Krasinski as Captain America? Yeah. <laughs> it's the get big, all yeah. these actors. We should get Glenn the Howerton big, as Star-Lord. We should get the big That'd three. Cool. Like, get the big three. Get Tom Cruise as, to- as Tony Stark, and then get uh, Krasinski as Captain America, and uh, who are we going to have as Thor? We need to pick someone. Okay, just Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston as, with as Thor. <laughs> as a, with a blonde hair wig, like a very yeah. noticeable wig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, we could be Alexander Skarsgård. You seen the the Tarzan like yeah. you know the live action yeah. Tarzan movie? It'd be that guy. Yeah, he could be he could be Thor. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so, we, we need a very the Avengers variants, the variants, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyways. So I thought that the fight scenes were on par across the episode. Um, they they didn't stand out necessarily. Like, oh my gosh, look at that stunt um, or that choreography, but. It was the it was the pacing of the fight scenes, and it was really just the void is like this big glob or big place of chaos, and that's what the fight scenes really, really uh, showed. Especially the fight scene with President Loki, where it was just it's like what is even what is even going on? I think you're giving them a bit too much credit because to me, the, the fight scenes in this whole show have been incredibly chaotic and hard to follow. So I don't really think that right now them being like in a place that's chaotic is like we are purposely doing it bad this time. Now I just think it's been consistently the worst part of this show. And just because the setting is chaotic doesn't make doesn't it Doesn't make it Okay, you know? Yeah. Personally. But you know what I did like? You have it in your note. You can guess. I think you like classic Loki, aka Richie Grant. Richie E. Grant. Richie give him e. the ask. Grant. Retro retroactively. Give give him the ask. Uh, I thought I you think, said you were saying that he's friend of the podcast retroactively, and I was like, wow. Well, he's always been a friend of the podcast. Yeah, um, he's never going to not be a friend of the podcast. We're always going to be his best friend. And we'll talk about this more later, but the cool part of that last fight was actually great visual effects for the recreation of Asgard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I say actually great is because it's the first time I was like, wow, this is really movie level. The cloud wasn't. The cloud still looked like, ah, oh, this is okay. This is on TV. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it was like, wow, it's pretty cool. Now we have to talk about what I forgot to mention at the beginning, which is The Simpsons short. Did you watch it? Uh, Yeah, all six minutes of it. That I was like, this is what they built. This is what they built this up is, to. So here's my thing about the Simpsons short is it's not good. No, <laughs> it's not good no. at all. And watching it, I'm just very confused by it too. Cause it's like, okay, this is like, first off, it would be a bad episode of Simpsons anyway, but why isn't it an episode? Why are we rushing through this idea that could be somewhat fun? Yeah. Into a very like, it's really, the thing is six minutes long. I think it's about three minutes and there's credits, and then the credits have an obnoxious amount of post-credit scenes. Yeah. Um, it was like Guardians 2 on steroids. It was, it's, because it's also only six minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm somewhat happy Tom Hiddleston got paid, but I'm also not, because he doesn't need to get paid. He has a show now. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need to do the Simpson thing. It is just... It's not good, guys. Please don't watch it. Don't give Disney your clicks like we did. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so this next. was back to this the was Loki. the first time. Was, this was the first time. Oh, I was just gonna say this was the first time that Felicia had watched anything Simpsons, and so after watching it, she just looked at me and goes, "That was stupid." This is what the Simpsons are. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, in a very, very the short, like, like shortened way. Yeah, that's kind of the formulas. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Simpsons is, is the Simpsons has about three good episodes a season these days, and they have twenty-two episode seasons. Mm. So they are inevitable. Yeah. And also, the good ones aren't going to be the ones that are designed to be network tie-ins to other stuff in the, uh, you know. In the Disney Pantheon. Right. So. Yeah, I, I did. I will say I did laugh at the uh, Judge Rinslayer rant when with Loki and like in front of her in the Simpsons thing. It was at the like the very end of the whole thing. But I yeah, think, I think I laughed when I turned it off. And I was like, it was a laugh. Laughter of relief. Six minutes of my life, I'll never get back. And I started laughing, like <laughs> exactly like that. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, I didn't cry. I don't. I'm not a baby. Uh, now, so let's talk about. Back, wait, 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 wait. Let's okay. not. I actually had a note I wanted to get in that I didn't type down, which is we should talk about Sylvie and Renslayer scene. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was a little, it was a little, I don't know, to me, <laughs> let's just say, I, this is where I go, I go back on what I just said about how the mid-credits scene should have been the beginning of this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, and say that if the ending of last week's episode was her saying, you're going to tell me any, everything you know, and her looking terrified, and like jump to next week, and it's like, oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, like. Yeah. That's no longer as cool as it was, which is why it's okay that we have the now the Loki thing. Because Loki stuff is cool, you know. I mean, the, the other variants. Mm-hmm. Um, Renslayer is a weird character, and the thing about her that I feel bad is I think her well, her character's kind of confusing to me. It's probably the weakest part of the writing in the show, character-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think she's like bad. Like I just think it's a little confusing, and if the finale like puts it in perspective it will be okay type of thing, but I don't know. I don't hate her. I think the actress is doing a good job of what she has, but also here's the thing. It's like, you know, I think back to Falcon and Winter Soldier where we've had this terrible human being the entire run of the show and then we suddenly are supposed to be like, oh, but now he's friends with Bucky and uh, now he's friends with Bucky and Sam, so I guess he's okay now. And I was thinking that was the type of vibe they were trying to go for initially when she was like, I don't know anything. Let's work together to get this out. And I so she was like, are they doing this again? And then they weren't. So I was like, okay, good. But also, I honestly, it's a weird thing to say. I think she was acting a little too sincerely of her acting as a character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It was a little like, I legitimately thought you were going to help her. And that's not what I should think as an audience member. Because I shouldn't be confused on her character. I mean, it was um, it was trope on trope on trope like that that was played in that little that I think opening. yeah I go what you said I, yeah I do yeah, think the show is a bit well Marvel in general is a bit trophy yeah so I don't mind it I just think it's a little weirdly executed here because I feel like with her it's a different trope like every episode yeah 
Yeah, no. I will say like she's had some great moments, but I want to like key in on moments. They've not been like great scenes, whereas like other characters have had have had um, much better scenes, you know. Yeah, the whole whole like, time. The, the the most memorable scene to me is what we talked about last week when Renslayer, uh, when Sasha Lane tried desperately to get her at me. On very poor quality, and then we zoomed in. Uh, on everything she tried to get quality. it on, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, let's talk about what what caused the variance. Now these Nexus events, yeah. So, now we go, but well, let's just go for them all. So our 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 boy Loki, uh, his Loki Nexus event what Loki Prime or Prime Loki. I did uh, find he, uh, that's our. Uh, I did find out that is like our technical name, like on the Marvel Wiki, is Prime Loki for for our boy Tommy Hids. Uh, all right. Well, Prime yep. Loki uh, is a he got away during the Avengers in game, and you know what I saw that was a good point about that is um. So here's the thingy. Uh, so am I to assume this Captain America that this would never happen because Chris Evans wouldn't sign on to it. But imagine, if you will, a show, this exact same show, I guess it's be, this is, this is me like pitching an alternate universe fan fiction, where at the same time Loki is brought in, the Captain America variant is brought in as well, the one who knows that Bucky is alive from that time who Cap beat up. Mm. Be a cool show. Yeah. Cool he could, he I'm could not like, gonna write it. he could <laughs> like be, he could be like a, like a space soldier or something, almost kind of like, like a, Live action Buzz Lightyear. Oh man, not a toy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but then Sylvie, uh, I think, and I, I think we said on this podcast, my theory of why she was an Nexus event was that uh, she was playing with the Valkyrie toys, so she wanted to become a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. That would cause an Nexus event. Um, I don't remember Boastful Loki's, do you? Because I think they say it. Uh, like, oh, well, no, he um, he talks about he says after I killed uh, Iron Man and Captain America, I gathered all of the Infinity Stones and I killed Thanos or something like something oh, yeah, like that. Like, he, they were like, you're lying. So we don't really get his event. But I yeah. imagine he killed one of the Avengers that were, you know, that were key in uh, the events of Endgame. Yeah. So and Loki Kid Loki killed Thor when he was a kid. Uh, and my the theory I've been singing around, which I like, is that the story that Thor tells Thor Ragnarok about the time Loki turned to a snake and bit him, that's when Kid Loki killed Thor. I kind of like that idea. That's pretty fun, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then... And I, I will say, like, Kid Loki walks off at the end of this episode. Um... I could see him coming back for for Young oh, Avengers. I, I there's a lot there's a lot um, that they can do, especially in the 2015 um, run that includes Kid Loki and Icall that I like briefly touched on if last week. My th- they've got a lot they theory, can do with this character. If my theory remains that America Chavez is going to be set in where the void is, it's very possible that she could bring him into the main timeline in Doctor Strange Two mm. type of thing, uh, but. I would also say we have another season of Loki 
that will definitely yeah. be out before Young Avengers. So yeah. never a good chance will be with that. Um, but I would be surprised too if she didn't come back. And now, classic Loki, who joins Carl Lumbly with phenomenal monologues in these Marvel Disney Plus shows. Um, but the thing with Richard E. Grant is, whereas, okay, I don't want to say like Lumbly, I don't want to say this as a negative, but Richard E. Grant is really such a phenomenal, subtle actor mm-hmm. that the way he delivers his monologue here about how he was lonely on his planet is both quintessential like it feels like an older version of tom holston's loki yeah and it also just feels like i don't know it's just originally great to me and this is going to sound weird but it's he's a character actor so i can say it's, he kind of has a sad face to me he always looks a little sad and wistful but he's trying to hide it behind a smile to me mm-hmm. and let, or at least when he's acting like i've seen pictures of him like that he puts up on twitter and he's always like he always just looks really overjoyed to be there which yeah. is what's great about him um but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, Richard E. Grant in this episode, it's a bummer that he dies in a way because Richard E. Grant, he deserves to be in everything. <laughs> 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 I yeah, Richard yeah, Grant. I, I, uh, I wasn't necessarily surprised by him, by him dying, um, or by him, you know, being the one to make that sacrifice, um. But I, I mean, there there was potential for him to raise kid Loki to have morals and very similar to how the kid Loki I call uh, comic run goes. Um, yeah, yeah. So I there was yeah. potential there. So I knew I was like they could keep him in here. However, it's Richard E. Grant. I you know, um, so. Yeah, he's got better than this time. Like me on Twitter. What I will say also about Kid Loki is, actor, you said he was kind of iffy on it. Now imagine if it was Julian Dennison. Do you like him more? Who is the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People? Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, what are what are you doing? Maybe there's another. Kid well, he's Loki. A, he was in Deadpool too, so he's already a superhero. So maybe that's he true. That's true. But will Disney bring him over? I think we'll just get dead. Probably cool. not. Yeah. Sad. Just good old All right. Ryan. Now we got a one, on first name basis. one boss. Sasha Lane. R.I.P. In peace. We know was sent was sent to the void. And when they're all goofing around, we're like, wow, one Wilson, you're still alive. Sylvie, you're here. Everyone's okay. I just kept thinking about Sasha Lane. Eaten by a cloud. Eaten by. I miss you, Sasha. Galactus. Unless Sasha Lane is playing Kang, a variant of Kang, or a variant of Loki playing a variant, a variant of, of Kang. Kang, yes, or <laughs> a variant of Loki who's playing a variant of Kang, who's playing a variant of Thanos. Nah, that's too that's that's too much. <laughs> uh, but but on the, on the flip side, yeah, on the flip side. Oh, I thought you were going to say it. Sorry. No, no, it's your point, <laughs> so I was going to let you have it. Wumi Musaku is alive. Yay. Very happy for her. Very weird that Ravona uh, did not kill her, but you know what? I think it's because she figures, you know, they're all down with the void, so she might as well not send her to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What was the last thing that Rin Slayer said to uh, 
Wunmi Masaku. I don't remember. Uh, I presume she's going to still be in the finale kind of thing. Oh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was Masaku saying, saying something about like, we're all variants of, of whoever on, on the sacred timeline. And this has all been a lie. So exposition for Rinslayer, I guess, is what, what'll happen there. And we'll just kind of pick that up in episode six. I mean, I assume in episode six, because Mobius says he's going to burn the TVA from the inside out. The first thing he's going to do is find her and help have her help him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because let's be real here. Uh, one thing I've learned by watching Marvel stuff is that generally if the character is on their own. It's going to be boring. And I think Marvel has caught that onto that, too. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we'll leave her alive so that we next episode Mobius has someone to do his stuff with. In the play yeah. Moment. Yeah, yeah. so if um, he goes back, say he goes back, he frees Wunmi Masaku, and then he has a confrontation with Renslayer, and he kills Renslayer? They no, almost a... wouldn't do that. No? They would... No, he's you too don't cool, think? he's not gonna kill her. You don't her. think? No, he, no he way. Took the, he, he took might the red pill. He might prune her, <laughs> he might prune her and be like, have fun, and then she meets Kang and goes, Kang, you're so hot! To be clear, it's not sexist. In the comics, they do get married. <laughs> do they really? Yeah, she's the well. She's at least she's like labeled bride of Kang. So I don't know if they oh. ever get married, but they're at least engaged. Wow. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. All right. So what about? That's why I keep saying Kang. Yeah. Well, you're talking about love stories. So uh, what other love stories do we have going on? Romeo, take me somewhere I could be alone. Sylvie and Loki with their blanket sitting on a hill holding hands. It's very romantic, even though it's really weird. That's my Taylor Swift impression. Mm, I give it five out of five to not do it again. I was four years younger than <laughs> better. Oh, wait, were you okay. in my car? Wait, wait, sidebar. Were you <laughs> in my car ever when that song came out? Uh, uh, what's the Taylor Swift song? When that song came movie? out? Wait. The really, no, the, no, not that song. Not that oh. one. The really bad Taylor Swift song. Uh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me, have you ever, were you in my car that year when that song came out? Because what look I would what do you was made I would do. blare that I think, song on loop if anyone else was my passenger. I think. And, you know. What? I Sorry. don't. I don't remember you you blasting that song. I think that was that that was like a year after. Is no, it, wasn't. it was it like was, no, it was the year before last year. It was the year. Oh, no, you did. Oh, it was the senior year because I wrote a play about it for big money that Jacob turned down because <laughs> <laughs> he was like Danny. This is like it was a play about politics. Also, it was like it was a play that's blatantly written to be me, Mark, and Sarah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was like me and Sarah talking about how bad Taylor Swift's song, and Mark's just freaking out about uh, a racist sheriff getting appointed by Trump uh-huh. <laughs> somewhere. And I'm like, but Mark, have you heard the new Taylor Swift song? <laughs> and it was just, and the title of the play was, I'm sorry, the old American comes on the phone right now. Why? Because it's dead by Danny Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> but my story there that actually is what i wanted to say is if you were in my car i would blare that on loop uh and like when i drove to marion and back so it'd be like a 40 minute drive where all you hear is that song 
And in that song, there's a part where he goes, she goes, I'm sorry. The old tailor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. Ooh. And whenever she went, ooh, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just terrified. <laughs> like, I discovered her body. <laughs> oh my god. That was always my idea. It's like, I just found her body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, something low key. <laughs> yeah. So, there were quite a few times that I was like, oh, they're going to kiss. Oh, they're going there. They're going to create a Nexus event. I thought that's what was going to have to happen to defeat um, the cloud. To defeat the cloud. But. You know what can defeat the cloud, I've learned? It's old age. My parents don't know how to use the cloud. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so that's why that's why we're treating Grand Computer beat it. That's how to use the cloud. The, that's how the cloud beat him. <laughs> I don't understand you, Google. <laughs> um, so let's talk about which Loki variants are still out there. Now this is just the ones that we've uh, we've seen, and then there is one that I will propose at the very end of this. So we've got Prime Loki, which is our boy Tommy Hids. We've got Lady Loki, which is Sylvie. We've got Kid Loki and Gator Loki, who both walked off. Walked off. Do what? With Throg. Throg was in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Throg's Throg's in there. And the Thanos um, chapter. <laughs> Um, and then we've got Boastful Loki. Is Boastful Loki still alive? I think he's still alive. We kind of cut away. Yeah, we know. same thing. Yeah, that's why I put Boastful Loki and President Loki in the same category. Because I don't think we'll see them again. <laughs> but Loki losing his hand was great, though. Yeah, it was <laughs> hilarious, yes. Um, so yeah, Boastful Loki and President Loki are still out there. And then the last one that is really big in the comics that I would love to see... Come to the oh, show. Wait, wait. Can I can I pause it? My question then first before you say it. So I have yeah. a question underneath it. That if this is your answer to the question, I have to pause it. Which is, what Loki variant do you want to see next? All right, now you can go, or I can go first. All right, mine's a joke. Okay, well then you go first. <laughs> well, I I pitched to you over text, which is that Loki, Luca. Why have we not got a Loki variant that becomes a sea monster when it's wet? Come on, Disney. I would prefer that over another Simpsons cross-marketing short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the I don't know if Pixar would go along with it, but... The Sea-Doo would make sense. The jet ski would make sense for Mobius. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if that's what happens in the finale. Like, they're all riding on a jet ski, and Loki just falls off, and he goes underwater, and then he becomes a... You know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Loki is kind of like Luca, because he's a frost giant when he gets cold. Yeah. So... Mm, crossover come on disney whoa so the loki variant that i want to see is why didn't jacob tremblay play kid loki <laughs> true Sorry, go on. <laughs> i want to see king king loki in uh in this show whether that whether that be in the finale or it be in season two um i want king loki and we still have kid loki around so we can still get a little bit of the uh king the King Thor comic run of 2019. We can get some of that um, in 
in this, which is basically King Loki is influencing kid Loki to grow up and be bad and become a, a bad guy, just like him. So, yeah. Um, let's move on to our... Uh, you said Wreck-It Ralph? Mobius and Loki oh. hug. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice. Mobius was like, let's do a hand... I can do. I have a better Owen Wilson than I have a Tom Hilson better. Let's do a handshake. That was not a good one. <laughs> I've done a good one when I'm not trying to do one. That's the thing. Is if I'm not actually like... Like, here's my own Wilson impression. <laughs> I think it's been okay because I've been like, oh wow. Or when I was talking about Lightning McQueen, I was like, oh wow, you're very devilishly. See, there we go. <laughs> uh, oh, n- no, now it's not. Anyway, so they like, was like, well, is like, what's gonna handshake? And Loki was like, let's do the hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> glorious purpose. Um, so yeah, well, speaking of glorious purpose. R.I.P. Richard E. Grant's character. I have listed, don't put him in the finale so he can get him a guest acting Emmy. And the reason I say that is because I stick by that for Falcon Winter Soldier, Carl Lumbly would be a very obvious best guest actor. However, the Emmys have a rule that you have to be in less than half of the season. And he shows up in three episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier. So he has to be campaigning and supporting actor. Mm. So if Richard E. Grant shows up in the finale, he will have technically been in three episodes. So he cannot be campaigning for a guest actor spot. There so we go. Please don't put him in the finale. Let him win his Emmy. Please. Yeah, yeah. Come I on. don't. Come on, Marvel. I like that. That's the thing. Is like you've the reason why all these Loki variants have been working thus far in this show is because it's believable. But if if we have it to where like the Loki variants just die and they go back to some random timeline or they. You know, they have a way of coming back. It's we've talked about this before. It's got to have consequences. What if? What if? What if? Okay, you know, I think the bad guys gonna be Kang. So, what if Kang is like General Greatest? And when the I wait, what I would laugh. Okay, one, I don't think the bad guy is gonna be Kang. Uh, two, I would laugh if they walk into the castle and you just hear. <laughs> General Kenobi! The cloud is always looking at it. He always looks to the cloud and he goes, this would be a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> so that's where we need Grant is. <laughs> and that's, I can just imagine how General Gravis looking at Richard and Grant and going, this would be a fine <laughs> addition to my Oh, uh, so let's let's get to the very end. Uh, MCU Galactus, hopefully not uh, MCU Cloud Fox Galactus is uh, destroyed, um, and then they see this castle open up in the background, or it's like a castle doesn't open up, but the the smoke moves, and all of a sudden we got this castle. So. Uh, so who do you there think? Is a castle on a cloud. So who do you think is going to be the oh, the big bad in this? Uh, I mean, it's an impressive falsetto, but um, who do you think will be the big bad in the castle? Uh, okay, so we have 
I, I have one option that I didn't list. So I'm going to give you my first option, then I'll give you my second option, then I'll give you your options, and I'll give you my actual choice. Now, one I have listed is Tara Strong in live action playing Miss Minutes just the plot. And she just goes, Howdy! I'm the real Miss Minutes, and I created the TV area. So she's she's dressed up as a clock. Like Yeah, and she and she goes, Oh, you both are so fine attractive. Very nice. Would you like to join me and ruin the TVA? And they go, Is this a trap? And then she goes, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I think my Miss Minutes impression is better than any impression. <laughs> I think so show. too, yeah. <laughs> So, so who are your other who are your other choices? My other option is they walk in and they discover the man behind the curtain is the man who it's Kevin Feige. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. I was gonna exactly where I was going. He's like, I have to. My job is to determine what is canon and what is not canon. Ergo, I I cut off the variants because that is not what I want the MCU to be. And it's all, this entire show was revealed to be a metaphor for fan fiction. <laughs> it's Kevin Beach fighting fan fiction. What if, what if it was Deadpool just sitting back there the whole time? I doubt. What I if it's Deadpool, but he it. takes his mask off and it's Kevin Beach? <laughs> Kevin Feige like, underneath the Deadpool mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I like the Kevin Feige one. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, my thing, we could get Kang or Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom lives in castles. Kang is I the time conqueror. Definitely don't think it's Doctor Doom. I, to be clear. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Yeah, no, it, it's it's a very, very small possibility. Um, I'm, just, I'm laughing because you're... I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because your reason is he lives in castles. <laughs> that's, I think that's Marvel villains well, who live in castles, so we get all our options <laughs> in front of us. So, uh, so, it could be Zemo. Zemo well, is a castle. No. But, but Doctor, Doctor Doom also does some, like, alternate reality, timey-wimey dimension stuff. Um, so... There's that possibility. I mean, he used the rule. He was the ruler of Battle World. So, but anyways, um, so if my Battle World theory would have been would have lasted, like the void would have been Battle World instead, I'd be like, yes, Doctor Doom, one hundred percent. However, I don't think it's going to be King. I don't think it's going to be Doctor Doom. We've not got the setup, the proper setup for it it to be King. Um, I think it's going to be King Loki, who I mentioned before. And he's uh, King Loki is the most villainous version of Loki or variant of Loki. I think this is our big bad of at least season one, if not continued into season two. It makes the most sense as this Loki is the exact version that Prime Loki would have become without reconciliation. So the show is called Loki. Our protagonists and their friends have mostly been Loki variants. It makes sense that the villain is a Loki variant. Prime Loki Whoa, reveals. Wait, wait, wait! Gotta stop you for a second. Okay. This brings us back to everyone's favorite theory, which is that Mobius is a Loki variant. Is Mobius Loki? That's true. He could be. Is there Hug also incest? Oh, I don't know. Ooh. Uh, so <laughs> Prime, maybe Mobius has been behind it the whole time. And he knows Mobius all along. It was Mobius all along, and he's going back to try and 
Yeah. So anyways. We've been messing up Mobius. It's been Mobius all along because Mobius is also Loki. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it makes sense that the villain is a Loki variant because Prime Loki reveals in episode three what we what he would do if uh, if he was to catch the Loki variant. What he would do if was the Loki variant. I did not know how to type at that moment. So Loki reveals in episode three what he would do Who's if he was trying. Up if everything. he was the Loki variant, it they were trying. It was Tyler's typing time. Sorry. Go okay. <laughs> so Prime Loki reveals in episode three what he would do if he was the Loki variant they were trying to catch. And he said that you got you have to think like a Loki to catch a Loki. Well, thinking like a Loki has got us to this exact point that we are at. All signs point here, and what better villain and twist to have than that be King Loki, be the person behind the TBA, be, be King Loki. Um, in the, can't be Queen Loki. Maybe it could be it could be Queen Loki. I mean, we could we could get a we could get a uh, we could get a Queen Loki. Yeah. Oh, think of how much more that would be a twist if uh, Tommy Hids walks in with Sylvie and then Sylvie (laughs) 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 and Sylvie is wait. What if Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep's already been in the MCU. But anyways, no, she hasn't. She hasn't. You're thinking of Unclose. Oh, I am. That's true. That's true. Um, And we get a big musical number. Um, So, in the comics, King Loki has run-ins with multiple characters in the comics, including Gore the God Butcher, who's going to be in a Thor movie soon, Kid Loki, who we've already got in this show, Hela, who we had in Thor 3, Doctor Doom, who is going to eventually be in the MCU and various versions you know, okay, okay. of Thor. By now, he isn't. So we can't assume Dr. Doom is going to be here yet. Just saying. We can't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, in, in various versions of Thor, both male and female, which we know we are going to get in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, so there's a line. Uh, I'm going to set the scene here. And then I'll read a line that's from the uh, King Thor comic run. Um, So it's episode six, Loki, season one finale. Loki and Sylvie walk into this castle. They enter this castle. And what do they see? But a Loki variant, King Loki, sitting up on the throne. King Loki talks to them and uh, they say, well, what Loki were you? And here's the line directly from the comic. You think I'm the Loki that was? Dolt Simpleton, I am what will be. I am the destiny you run from, but will never escape. Because nobody else wants you to. I am King Loki. I am your future. I am you. And think of like how well that would hit if we would get that moment. Um, so yeah, episode episode 5. Very pointedly explains that Prime Loki has reconciled his villainous past. So maybe if slash when Prime Loki and Sylvie um, have an audience with with King Loki, we get this big, you know, we get this big reveal because Loki Prime Loki is no longer down that path. He's um, 
he's redeemed. He's no longer down that path of uh, would glorious okay, purpose so first off, of ruling uh, the world or whatever. I'm not going to say mine, but I do think I have a. I, I think it's going to be someone else. Uh, but I'm 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 not opposed to being a Loki variant. You know, I'm okay with that. Uh, and I I think it would thematically air quotes again tied together everything pretty well and set up a good bad guy for this show alone. How would Loki's Nexus event should be? Which is, he actually does give the Tesseract to Thanos and he's like, I will help you and he's not lying. He doesn't have the dagger behind him. He does choose to go help Thanos and in mm. King Loki's original timeline Thanos wins. You know what I mean? Like, well, he doesn't win, he, but you know what I mean. He would, uh, that would be his Nexus event. Yeah, well, yeah, well, in the in the in the comics, King Loki does um, actually wipe out humanity. He kills every form of life on Earth. So he snaps so, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, no, that's a very real possibility, and we've seen we saw the the destroyed uh, New York City. We saw the destroyed Avengers Tower in the void um, in that shot at the end of uh, the post-credit shot where it was like Richard E. Grant, yay. Uh, yeah, so the powers the powers of King Loki do what? I just said I love Richard E. Grant, that's all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I okay, so like nothing about Richard E. Grant came through in my headset. Uh, and just the I love you, <laughs> and I, I thought I thought you just I thought, I thought you just randomly said I love you, and I was like I was like okay, <laughs> like what? Feel good and I love you. So the powers of King Loki. He's got a uh, mystical blast, which is basically he's just able to vaporize um, his targets. Um, illusion casting, very similar to like the level of what Richard E. Grant's classic Loki had. Um, conjuring, uh, Loki can summon various objects and like animals to his aid. Um, and I read this on the Marvel wiki page. It said such as a rocket launcher and a swarm of cockroaches. Oh, that's so. <laughs> useful things to have what about cockroaches holding rocket launchers oh you know um and then then he's got levitation teleportation here's the big one time travel king loki is freely capable of traveling through various points in time which would explain if he's the leader of the tva how he was able to kill the time timekeepers if they were even ever a thing and take over the tba and be where he is um there's transmogrification which is he can transform objects into whatever he wants necromancy it was his fault um there was necromancy which is dark arts and it's uh it, King Loki can reanimate the dead he created the one episode of Marvel Zombies yeah um, then uh, the last one is shape-shifting, so he's even a better shape-shifter than regular Loki, than Prime Loki. 
Um, he's capable of altering his appearance to an even uh, greater extent, um, such as like he can become, he can become like Luka. a worm or maybe become maybe. So yeah, just a CGI what better model way to... of Luca walking in. So so, what better way to have the leader of the TVA? Uh, be Loki himself, determined to kill off the only individuals who w- who would uncover his plans, aka Loki variants. Um, it's possible that King Loki is working for a higher power, such as Kang, uh, much like how Prime Loki worked for Thanos during the Battle of New York. But I'm I'm locking it in. I I think that we've got King. We will be seeing King Loki in Episode Six. All right. You know who I think it is? You know rhymes with King? Kang. Not really, but it kind of sounds like the same word. <laughs> uh, I think this is still Kang. You want to know why? Because I was watching the credits, which, sidebar, we talk about the music every week, but this heroic arrangement of the Loki thing, I like it. It's good. Good job, Natalie Holtz again. We love you. You're great. Keep doing what you're doing. Please don't quit the show. Please keep playing that theme. We adore it. Anyway, so in the credits, there's very still clearly missing an actor before Owen Wilson. We had most of the credits filled out this week, but after special guest star Richard E. Grant, we did not have something filled. Uh, and I would assume what we're missing is a whiff credit. And I know you might be thinking, why is there a whiff credit if this is only season one? Wouldn't that also be a special guest star if there are only one episode? I really don't understand why Richard E. Grant got a special guest star card, because uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus... Oh, rather, Don Cheadle did not get a special guest star card in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he was only in that show for five minutes. Uh, very confusing to me. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I think the logical choice for that with credit would be with Jonathan Majors, because we are all, at least I am assuming he is the next big bad of the MCU, at least for the cosmic stuff. And the reason this would make sense is see. Julia Louise Dreyfus and Falcon and Winter Soldier being introduced there. Um, I think Kang is going to be the main bad guy of the cosmic side of this phase, and Valentina is going to be the main Earth bad guy of this phase. And I haven't heard notes that only Paul Rudd can can unite the Young Avengers to stop them both. And I want you to imagine right now. Close your eyes and imagine, listeners. Unless you're driving, in which case, keep them open. Please, please don't get a car. <laughs> please don't, please don't die on account of this. But imagine, if you will, Jonathan Majors and Julia Louis-Dreyfus kissing. Sorry, Ravona. Kang only has eyes for Valentina. This is my, this is my, this is my show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Predictions well, for the finale. Yeah. So I think the man in the castle will be another uh, Loki variant. Um, King Loki. Not sure where the show will go after Prime Loki and Sylvie meet King Loki, but I've got a good feeling, or am at least hopeful, that we'll see Mobius return to save the day on a jet ski. I think it's Kang, the Conqueror. Mobius and Wumi Musaku will burn the TVA to the ground. I was pronouncing all the caps locks I have. That was, uh, <laughs> <that> was overdramatic. <laughs> uh, Loki and Sylvia are going to kiss. It's going to blow up the castle. <laughs> but I don't think that... I think if Kang is introduced, he is not going to be the main bad guy in season two of the show. He has to be Thanos of the next phase. Phase four. Uh, or four and five. Uh, even if he's showing up in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I don't think he's going to be the main villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really. I think Kang is such a big 
big character that they're not going to use him just as an Ant-Man baddie. Which is why I keep saying, it's going to be Kang! It's going to be Kang. Join us next week for more Loki, the last Loki we will ever see. Until for 2021, I assume. Who's been messing up everything? It was Kevin Feige. King Loki. No, it was Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, why is thetidan.buzzfrap.com? We are also on YouTube, audio exclusive at our channel, Why Is with Ty and Dan. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyan1, because I'm number one. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at blank Vince for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. We'd also like to thank Zachary Wright for editing this episode. We love thank you. Thank you, Zach. We love you, yeah. We love him this one. Both loves his mommy. All right, we'll catch wait, you in the next if, one. Wait, what if the, the bad guy is Rene Russo? What, what if it's Rene Russo? <laughs> it's Rene Russo. That's, no, no, Rene Russo is the actor who plays for a guy. I didn't know if I was being clear on that. Not like a Russo brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. What if it's I know, Russo brother? I know, yeah. <laughs> it's a third Russo brother. That's who the bad guy is. <laughs> the one no one knows about. All right, we should get All right, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> 